Welcome to the Make Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Spears, marketing coach and consultant for heart-led, purpose-fueled, ambitious business owners who are on a mission to live out their wildest dreams and who don't settle for anything less than extraordinary. My mission with this podcast is to inspire and empower you to make magic with your marketing, your business, and your life. I'll be bringing you conversations with a range of incredibly inspirational coaches, healers, and experts to expand your mind, level up your business, and enrich your life one episode at a time. If you're someone who believes in magic and works at intentionally cultivating a life full of abundance, then this podcast is for you. Today's episode is with Lindsay, Lindsay Grace Coaching is her Instagram name. And we're chatting all things soulful selling, which is one of my fave subjects because selling is something that I used to have negative connotations with. I think even back in the corporate world, you know, I've always worked in marketing, but the sales team seemed scary to me. So I was like, I could never do that. I could never convince people to, you know, buy from the business. And then you start your own business and learn that it's not about convincing. (laughs) Selling is pretty much the same as marketing yourself it's doing it in a way that feels authentic and it's simply putting yourself out there but there is so much to be said around this and I know that so many of you listening um feel or perhaps used to feel challenged by the notion of selling selling your services and showing up for yourself in that way so I'm very excited to share this conversation with you And Lindsay is awesome. Um, Her mission is to change the narrative around selling. And she uses this really beautiful blend of um, mindset, supporting you to reprogram your subconscious, energy work. She uses crystal bowls. She's a certified life coach. um, And she comes from a corporate background of selling as well. So she has this gorgeous blend um and she's a very spiritual energetic being and she uses this um I don't know whether this is the way that she would describe her work but for me listening to more about what she does I describe it as this um healing the wounded masculine when it comes to selling and really leaning into and learning how to embody the divine the divine masculine really or the blend of the divine masculine and feminine when it comes to selling and the the energy that you put behind that so ah, enjoy my loves and let's get into it Lindsay welcome to the podcast I'm so excited to chat with you Thank you. I am amazed. I'm very, very happy to be here. It's amazing to be here. I follow you and your podcast and I always enjoy the guests that you have on. Uh, And I think it's really important to get more women out there being vocal, being supportive, being collaborative. Um, So, yeah, thank you for having me. Mm, Thank you for being here. And we're going to be chatting a lot around soulful selling, which is one of my favourite subjects because... I think up until, I don't know, maybe like the last year, up until a year ago, I rejected this notion of like, I need to sell in my business and really didn't like anything selling related. Even if I think back to corporate, I have always worked in marketing and I've understood from like a commercial perspective that there are so many crossovers with marketing and and selling, like the marketing teams, the selling teams, sales Mm. teams rather, you work together and there are lots of crossovers. But I was like, 
I could never be a salesperson. I would think of like telesales and be like, I could never do that. And that's such a different style of yeah. selling to how we sell in our businesses. And yeah. also there's nothing wrong with telesales. It's yeah. just how I was feeling about it. And my, I guess, like my limiting beliefs of, I, I wouldn't be good at that. I wouldn't be able to convince people. And it's not about convincing, mm-hmm. right? Like, and yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. So I'd love to ask you, to define what selling is in our businesses? What does that look like? Absolutely. Um, Selling to me is about connection and service, okay? It's about us having a product, an offer, a gift that that we can help other people with, then connecting to those people, finding out whether we can truly help them, being authentic, being aligned with what we do, and then offering our service to them. So for me, if you come from a place of, connection you want to connect with these people and then you know is my service suitable for these people that is all that selling is I think what has happened to many of us as women in business is that you know we think of the old archetype of the door-to-door salesman or like you say telesales or the corporate style of selling the wolf of wall street and it is bloody daunting it's like oh my God, I've got to do that in my business. I've got to kind of, like you say, convince people. I've got to kind of talk a bit out of a comfort zone kind of space and and a way. And the answer to that is no. The beautiful answer to that is no, because it gets to be all about how you can serve these people, how you can help. And that ultimately is what selling is. It's about building rapport. It's about understanding their pain points, what people are struggling with, and then connecting the dots. Can I help in this situation? Can I help this person? And if it's a whole full body, hell yeah, then that's where you step in and offer your service and go, well, I know how I can help you. and, And this is it. Would you like to work with me? And it's just for me about stripping back this um, real kind of archetype and image and old school selling that it just doesn't serve us and it doesn't it doesn't need to serve us. It's not how we need to go about our business. Um, And, yeah, it's simplifying it for me. It's keeping it very, very simple and keeping it kind of drawing it back to your roots about what it's what it's about for you and and. I've got a course that's up and coming and within the course, one of the foundations that we talk through is about your why. Like, why are you doing this? Why do you want to have this business? Why do you want to reach and touch and help people and touch people's lives? Um, and then values as well. What are your values? How can you work with those values? Mine is freedom. So having my own business is perfect, even though I'm working longer hours now than I was in the corporate job. But the freedom, it's my choice. I choose to work those hours. So that's the freedom for me right there. Um, and I'm building something again, which is my choice. So that's the freedom again there for me. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I totally <laughs> resonate with the longer hours, not in general for my business, but this past week, I've done two 11 p.m. finishes. That yeah. is so not normal for me, but yeah. it's the ebbs and flows, right? And yeah. when you feel free in your own business and you feel liberated to make your decisions yeah. based on like, these are my values. And you know what? If I was in the corporate world right now and I was working till 11 p.m., hell to the no. Oh, God, yeah. That I love. So, yeah. 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 Um, And I think something I say to myself as well is I don't, I don't begrudge, as you're saying, if the corporate world, I would would 100% not want to do that work the long hours. And I I never really did. I was very kind of half hearted in that respect, you know, gave them what, what I thought was necessary. I didn't really go above and beyond in that way. But in my own business, 
I say to myself, I get to choose to do this. This is, you know, you, we, we were going to maybe talk about mantras and that is one of my mantras. I get to choose to do this. This is my choice, you know, and no one's telling me to do it. I don't have to do it. You can walk away now and go back into the corporate world if you so wish. So I think that's a good reminder. Yeah. So when we are learning about selling ourselves, learning about the different ways to go about that, because I guess if we're thinking about like um, marketing activity, um, social media posts, email newsletters, all of the different ways that you could be like putting yourself out there and selling yourself. Mm-hmm. How do we go about choosing what feels free to us if freedom is a, a like high value of ours? Or how do we go about like paving our way with it? Yeah, I guess for me, one of the, the, the true kind of foundations to anything is self-love and self-care and self-respect and self-compassion. And it's almost like if you, if you think of it as like your rock and your foundation and then everything else can go kind of grow from there. Because I believe that how we feel about ourselves internally reflects our outside world. So it's all, again, kind of around energy, which leads on to your question, like how do we know? It's about what lights us up, <clears throat> what excites us. Where do we feel a bit of a push out of our comfort zone? If you think of your comfort zone as green, you're safe. Amber is a bit of a push. And then you've got the red. Hell no, I'm not, never doing that. No way, no way. And you want to try and, I'd like to say, you, you want to try and lean more towards the amber where you're a little bit out of your comfort zone. It's a bit scary, but it's growing you because that's what you want. You want that growth. And that's, for me, where you start to feel alive within that kind of growth area and going, you know, you look back in a year and go, oh my God, I didn't know I was capable of that. I didn't know I was able to do that. But a lot of that will start with that self-love and that self-compassion towards yourself. Um, and again, that's just something that I really value and I teach in my course that's up and coming. But for me, that's what my journey was based on and where I kind of started. Um, back in 2019, I got a diagnosis of breast cancer. And within two weeks, I'd broken up with a relationship that I was madly in love with, but it just wasn't serving me. But the breast cancer kind of gave me a real awakening of fucking sort your shit out, Lindsay, sort it out. You know what I mean? So within that year of the, the breast cancer and the breakup, I went on my own very deep and personal journey of self-love and self um into into I can't say that word what is that word introspection it's not you know introspection (laughs) totally making words I think it is I know what you mean (laughs) where you kind of go within and ask yourself you know what do I need what do I want what are my boundaries um what am I what what do I need to deal with how do I need to heal it's all this these questions about me making me the most important person and then kind of learning how to heal with that and through that, I then had an epiphany that I want to be a life coach because, again, I believe that once you kind of move away the noise, whether that's a relationship, whether that's a job that you don't like or whether that's kind of self-loathing, once you start working on this noise, answers that are going to support your kind of life purpose come to you and appear to you and kind of give you a little nudge. It's like the universe sprinkles little like gold nuggets and, you know, come this way, come this way, you come, you're on the right track. And that's certainly how it felt for my journey. So for me, self-compassion and self-love, self-belief, self-confidence, all this self is very, very important. And, you know, whether you believe it or not, it is attached to how you sell. Because if you know what you offer is worthy of that other person, is a transformation to that other person, if you believe in yourself that much, that develops a self-confidence around it. And you'll happily talk about what you offer 
you'll confidently talk about what you offer. And then that leads on to where are you going to show up and talk about it? And then that would be for me, what lights you up? You know, what, what excites you? What brings you joy? And again, people are magnetized to that energy. So if they can see that you're buzzing of doing a live, she's like, oh my gosh, she's so cool, this girl, when she does a live. You're like, I want a bit of that energy. I want to know more. Um, and that would be my advice, really. Yeah, because we can easily get stuck in our heads and get stuck with the shoulds, especially early on in business, right? Like, okay, from a strategic point of view, of you, I know I should be doing five reels a week, blah, 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 blah. And then we throw ourselves into it. And I really like that traffic like system because if we're throwing ourselves in at red, that level of like, I am not safe doing this. I have got like so much anxiety. I don't want to do it. You know, that like fly yep. feeling, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to make myself. That energetically is not going to work. You can yep. tick all the boxes, but people are going to feel that you don't yeah you don't um believe that your prices are worth yeah right, your services are worth your prices or whatever it might be a million and one things yeah the doubt in the beginning so it's all interconnected isn't it it is all interconnected yeah for sure and, and going go to the um, go into the red kind of end of your comfort zone for me there's no self-compassion there because you're not listening that this is really freaking me out I'm not enjoying I'm not enjoying this and as you say being in a fight or flight is no good for your nervous system it's okay for little bursts the body can handle that but you know like you say trying to sustain that doing as you say maybe lives every week and it's just not your thing but that for me, the freedom comes from finding out, you know, maybe try it once, try it with, um, you know, collaborating with someone so it's a bit softer, a bit easier. But then you might go, actually, it's just not me. It's not it's not my thing. You know, maybe email marketing is your thing. Maybe um, talking on stories is your thing. Um, but I guess for me, what I've learned is try not to look, and it's kind of an age-old saying, but try not to look up the staircase and too far away, just go one step at a time. And I kind of visualise a door, like I'll go through this door here. I don't know what's behind it, but once I've walked through that door and I understand now what's in this room, I'll go on to the next room and I'll open that door. And I really visualise it like that. And that's really helped me because I don't know what's behind 10 doors down there. And you only know what you know. It's that, you know, it's quite a daft, simple saying, but it's true. You only know what you know. So just go at the pace and at the steps that you can kind of muster and the path that seems to light you up or gets you excited. Yeah, I love that. I think that's really good advice because I remember when I first started really stepping into my like leadership online and I was promoting myself online because prior to coaching, I was getting all of my work through contacts email like email outreach and it all just worked very fluidly in that way I didn't need to be on Instagram I say need you know what I mean like people didn't need to find me anywhere else um and in the beginning I was just really quite paralyzed with the fear of well I can't see five years into the future yeah and I was I think I was struggling to connect with a reason why because the fear was so big (laughs) and so I love that you talk about supporting women to or supporting people to connect with their why the very reason you set up your business in the first place right and I encourage people to do this too because that is where the magic is like your power and your emotional drive and 
everything comes from that place because you want your business to succeed you set it up for a very you know big strong emotional reason why then disconnect from that and make it all about you well that's not a natural human instinct right yeah but what would you say to people who are listening and they're in that state of fear like I want to nail this selling myself stuff but ah, the fear is so strong (laughs) Yeah, I guess for me, it's always kind of working backwards and understanding, like you say, you could pinpoint what your fear was eventually, maybe not the, when it was when it was going through it, maybe. I mean, obviously, coaching is great for this because coaching for me, why I love it, it holds a space. I hold the energy of the women that I work with. And within that space and within that energy, you are able just to understand and work through like either your limiting beliefs or what you need support with or what direction you want to go in. It just allows you maybe more so than speaking to your boyfriend or speaking to your best mate. It is just like this space for you. And so many women say to me, you just don't get this opportunity to do this, you know, just to talk. And and sometimes it's silence within, within a call. You know, it's not all about talking and getting stuff moving. It is for me, what I feel about it is just that space. It's holding that space and having that space. It's, it's a real respected kind of time for someone. So coaching is really cool for, to help you on your, your business journey or even your life journey. Um, I would also maybe try to just understand what triggers you, what, what scares you, what, what upsets you, what worries you. And, you know, you can do this by journaling and writing it down. And again, as I've said at the beginning of the podcast, it's really about connecting to yourself. And once you start to really understand who you are and what your, um, you know, limits are and your dreams and your ambitions, once you start to connect with that, that's for me where the power is, because it's all about you. No one else can tell you, you know, you can look at other people and you can go, they're doing it that way, but they're not you. That might not work for you. So if you really understand yourself with that self-belief and compassion and love, you're connected to who you are. And honestly, like you get downloads, like your higher self will talk to you. You know, you'll energetically go, "Mm, this feels a bit off. This isn't, I'm not going to do that one again. So it always comes back to me to leaning into who you are and what what you want and what you need. What are my boundaries? Um, You know, a lot of women and people, a lot of people can compare, you know, especially on the online, um, building a business online. You compare yourself, but what you maybe forget is that they're, you know, if it's a book, they're on page 10 and you're on page one. You know, it's you can't it's comparing apples and pears and it's a thief of joy as well. Comparison. So if you do find that you do compare yourself, maybe just delete them or mute them for now while you're in this stage of your business, because it is like self-harm. And I say that to people. I'm like, why? Why would you do that to yourself? Oh, well, I'm, I should. I, I'm meant to. I need to see what they're doing. But if they're triggering you and causing you upset until you maybe work that out or work through it, just mute them. There's no one saying that you have to look at these people. You know, again, so that's that self-compassion kicking in there again. Like, what do I need? What do I feel? How am I feeling? There's something that just popped into my head whilst listening to you speak through that is, can you imagine if in the corporate world, so for anyone who's listening and you've come from corporate, imagine seeing what the other people who were applying for the job that you'd applied for were up to imagine seeing their cv their interview you know what that would be such a head fuck and that's kind of like the equivalent of what we've got going online we're not competitors i don't believe there are competitors for us in our business but other people in our remit right they're doing offering similar things yeah you know teaching and coaching in very different ways but Oh my goodness, I completely agree with you. Oh, yeah. 
and step away because that ain't healthy. No, and I actually use it the opposite way because I love the idea of everything's about perspective. Everything's how you look at it. There's a black and there's a white and it's how you choose because you've got, again, this freedom. You've got the choice to how you perceive things or how you respond to things. That is that is your choice. That's your power right there. So how I choose to look at people that are doing well online and that I aspire to is I go, if they can do it, I can fucking do it. That's it, full stop. That I see it as a real like power and energy of like, look, someone's proving that it's happening. Someone's proving that people are buying. You know, people, people need this stuff. People want this stuff. There's a need for it out there. And if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. I love that so much, showing us what's possible. Um, and that's such a beautiful reframe, isn't it? Like polar opposite. And I know that you speak um, like in your Instagram lives and when I've heard you talk in your marketing, you speak about like the power we hold as people to be able to reframe things. Um, I've heard you speak about like fixed mindset and is it growth mindset? Yeah. Um, what does a fixed mindset look like? How does it hold us back and how can we move through that and flip reverse the negative stuff that's going on for us? Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's about awareness. It's being aware of, of how you speak to yourself. It's being aware. We have over 80,000 thoughts a day and 95% of those are, are subconscious. They're happening without you even being aware of it. And if you think of being in a car and you're driving and you go, how the hell did it get here? It's that subconscious mind that just is so automatic, it knows what to do. So if you think about it, if you've got a negative thought in your mind that says, I'm no good at selling, I'm no good at selling. And that's been there from maybe being a child where you witnessed someone selling and you didn't like it, or you, you watched the film Wolf of Wall Street and now you're petrified of selling because that's what you think you have to be and do. So you've got this thought going on repeat subconsciously. You're not even aware of it. So therefore, then that that affects your actions and that affects, you know, how you step into the world and step out into the world. So it's about being aware of how you speak to yourself and catching these thoughts. And that can feel and sound quite overwhelming if we have 80,000 thoughts a day. It's like, oh, my God, there's no, you know, what are you on about, Lindsay? But it's catching the ones that you hear the loudest and just being aware of them. And I cannot tell you how powerful that is to do that. So, for instance, um, I don't like tech. And once I realized that I was telling myself that, especially being in an online business where it's all about learning new tech, as soon as I caught it, I'm like, shit, okay, right, now I'm aware of it. Now I've got a hold on this thing now. It's not, the power, it's not got the power over me anymore. And every time I say that to myself or think it, I just flip it over. I, I thank it. I go, okay, thank you. I hear you. But I don't believe that. I believe that I'm going to get good at tech. I believe that I can make myself good at it. I can learn it. So the first real thing for me would be recognizing it and hearing it and then kind of catching it almost in a net, catching it, getting it, grabbing it and flipping it and changing it, but being compassionate all the while. You know, a lot of the time that negative voice can be our ego. If we are in, an, in a position where there's a lot of growth happening, which again can happen within a business, your ego um, likes repetitive behavior. The ego likes to know that you're safe. That's its, that's its job to keep you safe. It likes to know that you're safe. And if you're starting and doing new things, it doesn't know that. It can't keep that. It can't work through that. It's like, what, what's she doing out there? She's doing a live. What does that mean? How many people, you know, is she going to get rejected doing a live? Is she going to get hurt doing a live? I don't want her to do a live. Don't do a live. Whatever you do, don't do a live. You know, and this is the, the voice in your brain saying, you go, okay, I'm not going to do a live. I don't know. It just feels a bit weird. I'm not going to do it. Okay. So it's about really capturing that and being aware that you, your ego, first and foremost, is trying to, trying to protect you. 
and it, it's not our fault. It goes thousands and thousands and thousands of years back when we were cave, you know, lived in a cave and there were predators outside. And your ego and your brain would work out, is it safe to do that? Well, she always gets wood. She always collects wood at 11 o'clock in the morning. There's never any tigers. Go and do it. You know, flip it up. It's 12 o'clock at night. Don't go out there. There's a bloody tiger. <laughs> so it's, in, it's hereditary within our, our, you know, our human system, if you like. Um, so, but for me, the power is kind of hearing it and recognizing it and then trying to change that. That's your power. That's your response, how you respond to that. Yeah, realizing that the subconscious program is like software in your brain. Yeah. But if you don't do anything about it, it will run the rest of the course of your life, right? And okay. yeah. what areas are you settling for that actually, you know, your higher self, the highest version of you is not okay with, doesn't want to settle for, and you're currently, yeah, just kind of going with it. Yeah. It's just about catching those for me, just being mindful and aware of how you speak to yourself. And we're just not, we're, you know, so much, so often we, like you say, you just go through your day and then you get to the end of the day and you start again. And it is just about being mindful. And there's, there's certain ways and things that you can do practices to help with that. Meditation is one. And I follow um, like guided meditation. So you're not actually having to try and understand how to meditate. You're just listening to people doing one of those first thing in the morning or last thing at night is wonderful. Like so, so good, you know, just switching, switching your kind of thoughts off and being led to sleep by, you know, gratitude or, you know, positive thinking and kind of waking up the same way is a, is a great way for me to, to help with your brain health, with your, your mindset. Um, there's journaling, which is a really um, fascinating way to get things out of you that you didn't even maybe know were there. You know, it's uh, it's real cathartic to do it. And I always find it very powerful to do it because stuff comes out. You're like, wow, OK, especially in business, it can guide you with where to go or maybe not what not to do or not to who not to work with or who to work with. It can use it as a guide. Um, there's mirror work, affirmations. Um, EFT is something that I practice as well. Uh, breath work, gentle breath work as well. There's lots of modalities, but it's first of all, you've got to make that choice to that. That's what I want to do. I want to start changing the way I think about things. And first and foremost, the way I think about myself and, and what I can achieve and what I'm capable of. Yeah. Thank you for sharing one of those modalities. There are so many amazing support systems. And of course, people like yourself who can support with this kind of stuff. Um, a lot of the people I work with and a lot of my listeners are, well, they'd either class themselves as a perfectionist or a recovering perfectionist. That's kind of the title I've given myself, recovering perfectionist. I like it, that's nice. Yeah. Cool. I actually hadn't realised how much perfectionism had still been holding me back until recently. I was like, I pretty much recovered, I'm fine. And then I was like, frigging hell, I'm not. <laughs> I'm really not. Yeah. Um, how does perfectionism and selling like work together? How does perfectionism like hold people back from selling themselves and how can they work through that? Because I can recognize it as one myself. Yeah. Things that have come up for me in the past. Well, my goodness, maybe like 18 months ago uh, when I really started this journey of like, blasting through and rewriting subconscious stuff I would have this thing where I I felt like I needed to be over prepared in order to be 
like good enough Mm-hmm. And I guess it's like, in a way, perfect enough to be doing whatever it might be. So I remember the first Instagram live I ever did with someone. It was brilliant. I was so happy with how it went. I felt really relaxed. But the amount of time I'd spent prepping was just not mm-hmm. sustainable. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, what I'd just love to ask you about that. Like, What comes up for you when we talk about this? Yeah. And I guess listening to your story, for me, it's and it'll be the same for the people, but it's about being safe isn't it it's like what you need you felt like you needed to do all this prep in case you were gonna you know in case you fell on your face and people laughed at you or in case you got rejected and people didn't like what you did you know it's it comes back down to being safe you know I'm safe I'm safe to be me I'm safe to mess up I'm safe to just you know f and jeff and swear or get things wrong because we're human that's that's the humanness in us and it's really about, again, coming back to kind of changing and rewiring our brain to tell ourselves that we're safe, you know, and we can do that by these modalities of journaling, of meditation, of affirmations that you have on repeat. Um, and again, when you catch yourself feeling like, well, I can't do that live unless I've prepped X, Y, and Z, maybe just stop and ask yourself, well, what would happen if I didn't do X, Y, and Z? You know, what's the worst that's, what's the worst that's going to happen? What's the best thing that's going to happen if I do this live? You know, again, it's flipping that perspective because um, ultimately the things that we're you know trying to be the best at um it doesn't really matter it's just why it's energy it's a lot of energy that we're using up that for what it doesn't really matter you know make mistakes that's how you learn as well I tell my 11 year old daughter and myself new new to fairly new to business just go for it just make mistakes because there's no shame in it Nothing bad will happen. You are safe. You're still going to have your business. And from, from my daughter, George, you know, you're still at school. You've still got friends. But you'll learn. You'll know next time. I'm not going to do that because that happened. And again, it's very powerful to rewire the, you know, um, the neuroplasticity in the brain. Um, wire and fire, they call it, um, where new neurons connect and they make new thoughts and new belief systems. And by failing, believe it or not, you'll make a new one where it goes, actually, I'm going to do it this way. I won't do it that way again. That didn't serve me. Mm. there's always lessons there's always lessons to learn in failure isn't there there's always lessons there's, there's lessons every day going over to tesco's and you know whatever you do just simple there's always lessons in life and it's whether we listen and can see them um and willing to 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 take them on board mm. something i saw someone post yesterday on instagram said it was along the lines of those massive coaches you look up to all the success they um they like their pile of failures eats yours for breakfast and I was like fuck <laughs> yes that's it <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah you're away from failing you're gonna stay where you are yeah wheels. yeah you are because you're gonna it's that comfort zone thing again isn't it you're going to stay with what you know and stay safe and there's not there tends to not be a lot of growth there therefore a lot of movement you know yes you'll be living a life but are you going to be living a life that is heading towards a lifestyle that you want or more abundance in your life with money or more clients and customers um because staying safe tends to kind of just be that really, you know, staying quite small and safe. Mm-hmm. And yes, failure could be on the other side of that, you know, that comfort zone. But I think if you just look at it a little bit lighthearted as well, like it's not the end of the world, like what's the worst that can happen? Because I guarantee even when the worst happens, the universe still got you back, mm-hmm. you know, 
that that happened for a reason you know you and I'm not saying this flippantly you know you can't always see it when you're in it obviously as I said at the beginning I had the breast cancer so when I was in that journey and in the journey of heartbreak breaking up with the, the the boyfriend at the time of three years it was difficult as hell but once I started to come out of that honestly like the lessons I was like wow thank you Thank you so much. And I actually really shower that past memory with loads of gratitude now because without it, I, I genuinely would not be here now speaking to you. I wouldn't be here now building a business of my dreams. I wouldn't be here now connecting to other women that I know I can help 100% and support. And it all really, if I'm honest, stemmed from that year for me. So there's so much gratitude that I give to it. What a beautiful journey you went on. And what's coming up for me is like intuition. It's like the shit, the shit shows that happen in life throw us into this deeper relationship with our intuition, right? And then the path opens up into realms that we never imagined were possible. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because that's that's one of my biggest lessons that I've learned. And I think so many especially women, I know there'll be men out there as well, but I feel especially women, we are very, very intuitive. We've got a skill of, of, you know, this intuitive nature. And again, for me, going back to the breast cancer, it was my intuition that found the lump because I wasn't checking. I wasn't somebody that checked my breasts regularly or anything. And it was just a feeling to, there's something wrong there, check it. And it kept bringing me back to check it because I ignored it at first thinking it's, it's just the time of the month, it'll go, blah, blah, blah. And without that intuition, you know, I don't know what could happen after that because I only went to the doctors because something inside was telling me to go. And that's that's 100% in, an intuition. That's that's what it is. And now I lean into that so much. This is what I was trying to say at the beginning about how stuff lights you up. That's your intuition. If stuff feels good, that's your higher self. That's your intuition saying, this is the one. This is it. This is the way to go. Follow this path. And if, so, if something doesn't feel so good, then I, would, I wouldn't maybe dismiss it straight away, but I would certainly kind of question it and work through what it triggers in you or what it make, brings up, um, you know, why you're scared of it. You know, ask those questions. And it could be that it's not just you or there could be loads of lessons in that in itself. Yeah, my goodness, if that's... If that's not a reminder to listen to the whispers that are going on inside, I don't know what is, you know, just that self, that knowing, yeah. even if you can't make sense of it, it's, yeah. yeah. And that can be used so much in business. Like business, I think, can sometimes be approached with this very logical, um, and I'm saying this whilst obviously thinking all of you listeners, and I know that you're incredibly intuitive, spiritual beings, but Again, just thinking of my own journey, thinking back to the beginning, especially when I first went freelance like three years ago now. Oh my goodness, it was like, what do I need to do to succeed? And I wasn't really connecting the dots with who I was being and the way I was showing up as a person and that energy, like that energetic exchange that I know that you yeah. work with. Um, yeah. How do you use the... I suppose the energetic side in your work and like I know that you have these beautiful crystal bowls and you provide yeah. these sessions for is it your Facebook group your community of women online yes yes yes, yes. I just love this blend of like you know I'm supporting you to sell I'm supporting you to blast through your limiting beliefs and I'm also supporting you with these gorgeous energy crystal bowl sessions like that blend is beautiful how does it all work together yeah I think what helped me was understanding my human design, that I'm a manifesting generator. So a manifesting generator, from my understanding, is that 
I have many kind of talents and many things on the go. And I've always actually seen it as a hindrance because I've had exes in the past say, oh, you're starting something new and look, you're dropping it again. You're starting a photography course and you didn't finish it. You're starting a painting course. You didn't finish it. But actually manifesting generators or my personality, what I like to do is I'm just not afraid of trying stuff. I like to try stuff and I like to see, again, go leaning into what feels good and what keeps my attention. So with the singing bowls, um, because I'm a vocalist as well, I'm a a singer. I I sing in an acoustic duo. So as somebody that naturally likes kind of sound and vibration and the healing of it, sing um, the crystal singing bowls is exactly that. And it's a way for me to offer holistic help as well to women and clients that I work with. And it was just something that for me excites me. And I really enjoy like, offering it out as, um, as I say, some healing, really. Um, I do EFT as well, which is also an energy modality. Um, do you know about EFT? Do you want me to just explain what it is briefly? Or um, Yes, I've used EFT before to support me with, with various different things. And yeah, you can by all means go for it, explain what it is briefly. I think a, a lot of people may have heard of it. They may yeah. not have done it before. So tapping or EFT, you basically tap on the meridian points. Um, so the cratchit chop is one and there's a few meridian points, which are energy points. If you think of acupressure and where they put the needles in, those are energy points where energy is released and stored within your body. And with EFT, um, you tap on these whilst using affirmations and you can start. Some people like to start with kind of the negative affirmations of like what's what's not going well if you like um you could you know like even though I really don't like selling I love and approve of myself so that's kind of the negative slant if you like and then you would slowly start to feel your energy shift I would ask you where you are on a scale of 10 to 0 10 being bad 0 being okay and you would feel your mood and your energy shifting it's really it's absolutely as I'm saying it now it is very cool a very cool modality and you would try and shift down this scale and get as close as you can to zero And I would kind of finish off by saying, um, I know that selling is really powerful to me. I know that it can really help me within my business and I love and approve of myself. So you kind of flip it on and then start talking positively about the thing that you were fearing. Um, And for me, it just moves any blocked energy that we have within our body. It just moves that out and makes way for this, you know, new, fresh, beautiful energy that we want, you know, this life force that we want in our bodies. Um, So I find that very powerful. And then that, just sits so well as well with sound healing with the crystal bowls. I find that, you know, cause that again is an energy mover, uh, the vibrations of the, of the sound. Yeah. I love that blend. That's definitely very appealing to me. And I know it will be for a lot of listeners because we, well, especially as a fellow manifesting generator, I dabble in a lot of these things. So everything <laughs> you're talking about, I'm like, yeah, we've done that. I've done that. The crystal bowl session next week. Yeah. And the blend of everything, especially when you're a manifesting generator, but I think when you're just like a multi-passionate female being, right, you yeah. you want to be held and supported in various different ways, especially when you're figuring out what works for you. So yeah, bloody love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very, very cool um, to do. And yeah, I think if no one's tried it, you know, get yourself to... Um, I'm on Facebook as well so people can follow me there where like you say I do offer the holistic side of kind of my coaching as well and they're, they're free events that I, I tend to run as well Amazing. So. that's awesome yeah, yeah. Definitely can check it out so my love I have two last questions to ask you that I ask all of my desks and I can't I can't wait to hear your answers the first one is what does a magical business look and feel like to you 
Yeah. Okay. Lovely. A magical business to me is it's going to connect with my values first and foremost. So as I said, freedom is definitely one of my values. So the freedom to have abundance, because financially, that's what money means to me. It's freedom. It equals a, a freedom to, you know, pay a bill at the dentist, to go on a nice holiday, to treat my mum and dad to a nice meal. That's the freedom of having abundance for me and my business does give me that and will give me that and I also have joy I have community I have service these are my values and again running my own business I just incorporate all these beautiful beautiful amazing values into what I do and by doing that every day is aligned with with who I am and what I want and yeah for me that's a magical business you know waking up every day and I'm talking the talk and walking the walk and I'm, I'm, I'm living the life that I want. Oh, I felt that. I felt, <laughs> I felt all the yummy feelings from you. <laughs> like, all the feels. Yeah, I did. I really did. I really felt that. That's powerful. Um, and what is your favourite mantra and why? And this can be like a mantra that supported you throughout life, or this can be something that supported you in the here and now. You actually mentioned something earlier. So, yeah. 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 My mantra at the moment with, because um, just before we end, I'm, I'm delivering um, on launching a course in about four weeks time at the end of, I don't know when this is going to go out, but it's the very end, first of April, sorry, is when the course goes live. So I've never done a course before. So I've been doing all the components for it and thrown a lot of heart and soul into it and high vibe energy into it. And I'm really excited. And as maybe some of the ladies who people that are listening know, a launch is quite quite a head or can be a head fuck can I say that word you know it's quite there's quite a lot to learn and to do and to deliver and um something that I say to myself at the moment is you've got this you've got this and that's my little mantra when I have a little wobble or I think oh my god my head's gonna fall off there's so much to do you've got this you cool you've got this and that's what I say to myself Mm, that's powerful isn't it yeah because it's giving, it's it's like that permission that we sometimes look for for others. It's I'm supporting myself, you know. I know I've got this. I know I'm safe. I know I can do it. I believe. I go back to my why, why I'm doing this business. I go back to my values. I've got a strong foundation of self-respect and self-love and self-confidence. It's all there. So I've got this. I've absolutely fucking got it. Mm-hmm. You know, and if it doesn't work out, then as we said, they're the lessons. I'll learn the lessons of it and I'll get, you know dust myself off, get back up and crack on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So to round off, would you like to let everyone know how they can connect with you, where you hang out online? I know you've mentioned you're gorgeous. Is it a Facebook group? Yes, I've got a Facebook group over on Facebook. It's called Soulful Selling from Fear to Freedom. So please connect with me over there. Connect with me, get my teeth back in over on Instagram as well. Um, I am on LinkedIn, but that's try to keep that maybe a bit more corporate. I don't know if there's any um, businesses listening and uh, corporate businesses, I mean. And yeah, I think that's it really for connecting. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I love your Instagram. That's where I hang out the most, as you all know. And Lindsay's got some awesome lives. I've seen, yeah, your crystal bowls in there. And I just really feel that it reflects really your soul essence and reflects your multi-passionate nature so like yeah dive into all the the goodness yeah I like to think that I offer kind of the value in the content with lots of mindset stuff as well um you know helping 
support women in business and yeah the energy hopefully that you see through that is supportive as well Mm -hmm. oh thank you so much Lindsay this has been so much fun thank you so much I really enjoyed it thank you to all the listeners I hope to connect with more people out there and yeah have a thank you so much for tuning in today I'm so grateful to have had you join us if you loved today's episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Liz Spears Marketing. I'd love to connect with you all on there. And I'd also love to ask for you to show me some love by leaving a rating or a review. I'd really, really appreciate that support. If you'd like to find out more about me and my marketing services for small business owners like you, check out the show notes for all the different ways we can work together or visit my website, lizspearsmarketing.com. Wishing you an amazing day and sending you lots and lots of love.